The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. Jedi is power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. The Force. The Force. The Force. The Force. Hey everybody, welcome to The Force, of course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I'm really enjoying Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Are you guys watching this? Now, I know this is a Star Wars podcast, but I need to take just a minute and say I'm loving Moon Knight so far. Um, I have, little known secret, but I have a ridiculous comic book collection. Like, epic. And Moon Knight was a title I never got into until probably the late 80s or maybe even early 90s when I saw the cool work that Stephen Platt was doing on the covers. Now, I think his run started with issue number 54. Five, if I'm correct, that was a pretty big issue as far as price goes. And his style was incredible. So I picked up every Moon Knight comic I could get, like everything. I have compulsive tendencies. So now I have every issue of Moon Knight from his very first appearance uh, until about two or three years ago. I just stopped buying comics completely. And I haven't read a single one. Brilliant, right? Anyway... Uh, you know, maybe one day when I retire, I can read those along with all the other comics I have. I don't know when I'm going to read them all. I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk Star Wars. So let's get to it. This episode, I have a what's up with that guy. We'll continue the saga movie trailer breakdown and more. But first, it's time for the Force of Course News of the Week. Star Wars Visions is rumored to return this fall with a second season. Personally, I look forward to seeing the continuation of a couple of the shorts that we saw in season one, but not all of them. I'd also be completely okay with all new content. Whatever. In Ahsoka news, Bryce Dallas Howard has been quoted as saying, Without giving anything away, you're going to love the Ahsoka show that's coming up. I cannot tell you anything, but what I can say is that you being a fan of the Clone Wars will be greatly rewarded. In Mando news, Giancarlo Esposito may be confused, as he is saying in interviews that Season 3 will launch this summer. Mando Season 3 won't launch until after the Bad Batch, I'm assuming, which kicks off at the end of July. And if it runs 16 episodes, which it did last time, uh, that will run right into October. So something doesn't add up. And this concludes the Force of Course News of the Week. Now, before we go to break, I want to go back to that piece of news about the Ahsoka series. All along, I've been working under the assumption that 
the Ahsoka series would be set in the Mandalorian timeline, and we'd be dealing with her search for Thrawn and Ezra Bridger, right? Now, if you're a fan of the Rebels animated series, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're not, I will we'll maybe talk about it another time. It's too much to get into in this episode. I believe they've even released casting announcements that lead me to believe that they cast Ezra Bridger. And uh, it was the young man who played Aladdin in the live action version of Aladdin. Duh. Uh, that young man's name is Mina Masood. And I think he would actually make for a fantastic Ezra. But what does any of that have to do with Clone Wars? Nothing. So what does Bryce Dallas Howard mean when she says fans of the Clone Wars will be greatly rewarded in this series? Can it simply be alluding to Captain Rex making an appearance? That can't really be it. I, it doesn't seem like enough to equal being greatly rewarded. I have a theory. What if, stay with me here, but what if we get more of Maul in the Ahsoka series? In the last season of The Clone Wars, we got the lead-in to Revenge of the Sith, and as Anakin and Obi-Wan were called away to rescue Palpatine from Count Dooku and General Grievous, Ahsoka was dealing with chasing down Maul and the Siege of Mandalore. Considering all the Mandalorian lore we've been given in the streaming series thus far, this feels like a likely theory, and a welcome one in my opinion. It could introduce Crimson Dawn and involve both the Maul story and the Thrawn story, maybe in separate timelines, like they did with Book of Boba Fett. I'm not saying she's got to be in a back-to-bed, but there could be flashbacks. I'd be happy with either of these plot lines, honestly, and I could also be completely wrong. We all know that's happened before. Okay, let's go to break, and when we come back, I'll break down the original trailer for The Empire Strikes Back. Stay put. From Kenner's Star Wars collection, each sold separately, large-sized Darth Vader with his lightsaber. Princess Leia, champion of the rebel cause with her defender, Luke Skywalker. He can swing him into action on his grappling hook. And load Chewbacca's laser crossbow. Star Wars large-size action figures. Up to 15 inches tall. And ready for action. Large-size Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, each sold separately from Kenner. Okay, welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed the break. I know I did. I was a guest on the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, and I have to say, it's always a good time hanging out with Glenn and Jason, and this was certainly no exception. Um, if you want to hear me talk more Star Wars, more crazy stories, I think I brought up a story about me getting kicked out of a strip club. Glenn talked about getting kicked out of uh, a mall. Um, we just had a ton of fun. Star Wars, not Star Wars, whatever. Tons of fun. Please go listen to it. Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Uh, they use Anchor as well. So if you're listening to this show, I'm sure you'll be able to find it on whatever podcatcher you use. Please check them out. Uh, and if you want to hear less uh, Star Wars talk from me, I guess you could just hit um, stop now. And that's hurtful. But hey, uh, let's do a what's up with that guy. Star Wars historically has no shortage of characters with funny names. But one name that's always kind of worked away at me is Porkins from A New Hope. Back in 1977, during the Battle of Yavin, it was so easy to get drawn into the visuals of the battle. 
The special effects were so groundbreaking that they thrilled audiences and captured their imaginations. But one thing always kind of kicked me out of the experience, if just for a split second, and that was when Biggs goes to make his trench run and asks Porkins to cover for him. Porkins, as it turns out, was the chubby pilot known as Red Six, and that always felt mean to me, but turns out it was his name. So let's get to know Porkins and talk about why he deserves our respect. Jack Tano Porkins was a human male from the Bestine system. When the Empire took over his home planet, he joined the Rebellion and was a very successful pilot and part of the famous Tierfan Yellow Aces. I think I'm saying that right. Tierfan? Tierfan? I don't know. But he was part of the Yellow Aces. And just before the Battle of Scarif, he was reassigned to Yavin Base and given the call sign Red Six, and can be seen in unreleased shots from A New Hope there. Now, during the Battle of Yavin, he tries to cover Biggs on his trench run when debris hits his X-Wing, impairing his ship and making it quite an easy target for the Death Star's turbo laser cannons. And that's when Porkins meets his doom. Jack Porkins was played by William Hootkins, who also had parts in Raiders of the Lost Ark and the 1989 incarnation of Batman. So for a chubby pilot who was kind of the butt of a lot of jokes, he certainly had a really cool career as an actor. And that's what's up with that guy. Okay, here it is. I am so happy to be doing this right now. I'm going to continue my series of Star Wars Saga trailer breakdowns and... We are finally going to revisit the trailer for my personal favorite, 1980s The Empire Strikes Back. Little known fact here, the biggest takeaway I have for you with this trailer is that the narrator is none other than Harrison Ford. Now when you first listen to it, the voice is just like, it's cheesy. It's nothing like, uh, what was the guy's name in for the Star Wars trailer? Malachi something? His voice was the movie trailer guy voice. The voice you're going to hear for the Empire Strikes Back trailer sounds very cheesy. And at first watch, ooh, first watch, now I want breakfast. But at first watch, I didn't believe it, but it is Harrison Ford. And he seems to be really just camping it up. You're going to have to check this one out for yourselves. Okay, no more delaying. Let's get to it. The 1979 teaser trailer for Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Once again, we start with a star field, and this time it's the iconic Star Wars logo in a rare blue that's moving toward the screen, much like the New Hope trailer. We get to hear some now famous John Williams scores, and the narrator, Harrison Ford, chimes in with a basic recap of the story thus far. He says, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there, and immediately were transported right back to the galaxy we all know and love. This trailer is all jump cuts. Like, there's no long scene iteration here. It's all jump cuts. There's not even any real dialogue. The only sound effects we hear um, are going to be Chewbacca's growls and R2-D2 beeping. Now, the first image we get is a shot of the Millennium Falcon racing through an asteroid field, narrowly escaping being pulverized while four TIE fighters give chase. The first thought I had when I saw this is that these TIE fighters are blue. Why are they blue? The TIE Fighters from A New Hope were white, gray, something? They weren't blue. What the hell happened? But there's no time for that. Han Solo is beating on an instrument cluster in the Falcon's cockpit like Space Fonzie. And it works. 
Luke in an all-white hallway being shot at, 3PO, a quick shot of Leia being escorted in a white hallway with an Imperial officer using her as a meat shield. And actually, that officer is uh, Jeremy Bullock, who we now know was under the helmet of Boba Fett. We see R2-D2 falling down an access panel on board the Falcon, so it looks like we can assume our heroes are going to be experiencing some, I guess, technical difficulties, mechanical issues with our favorite fastest hunk of junk. Back to the narrator. Now the creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Now, I need to pause here. Just for a moment, I have two thoughts, and you know how rare it is that I have any thoughts, and now I have two? Whew. Okay, first thought. Uh, this is a very different message from what we got in the New Hope trailer, right? Remember back then they said that uh, it was coming from the man who brought you American Graffiti. And now he's the creator of the biggest smash hit of all time? Ooh, what a difference. My other thought is, did he just say the next episode in the Star Wars saga? I honestly don't know at what point in my childhood I realized this would be a trilogy. After A New Hope, it was a long time before I was aware of plans for a sequel at all. I was just a dumb kid back then. I mean, now I'm just a dumb old guy. Not a lot has changed. Um, I know Uncle George has said he always planned to tell the larger narrative, but I'm not sure how widely known the trilogy plan was. You have to realize this was a long time ago. In the 70s, we had to rely on smoke signals and the Pony Express for all of our entertainment updates. Any Hollywood news was mostly passed down in print form. Stuff like that wasn't on the news. The news was the news. No Hollywood gossip, no social media influencer bullshit. It was the news. You had sports, weather, and some other stuff. But I digress. Back to the trailer. The next shot we get is the scene on Cloud City where the door opens and Darth Vader stands at the head of the table. Chewie growls and Han starts blasting away, only to have Vader block the laser bolts with his hands. How badass was that? Then a shot of Boba Fett firing at Luke in that same white hallway. Hoth stuff? I mean, there's a snow planet. We're getting a snow planet. Leia, 3PO, and some other folks in a room that seems to be under attack and falling apart around them. Han and Leia running down a hall, narrowly escaping a cave-in of some sort. And more from the narrator. I, it feels funny calling Harrison Ford the narrator. Whatever. More from the narrator. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. Now, I've got to pause again here real quick. Um... As the narrator says each name, there's a shot of each one of those people, right? Makes sense. Um, and, a, and a couple of these shots are worth uh, really zeroing in on. First, Luke Skywalker. The shot of him is him falling on his back in the snow, looking utterly defeated. What the hell has happened to Luke? And then when he says Chewbacca, Chewbacca has his hands full of C-3PO's limbs. What? Okay, Back to the narrator. It's an epic of romance, and they show Luke and Leia about to make out in the medical facility. Now, keep in mind, we didn't realize that 
you know, the ancestral implications at this time. Um, also, Luke's face looks all scarred up. What the hell happened? Then we see Leia falling into Han's lap on board the Falcon. Um, and there are other flirtatious shots of Han and Leia together. Boy, they make her look like a floozy in this. Um, back to the narrator of heroes and villains. And we see Han being tortured by Vader and some stormtroopers. Oh my God. It's probably because he shot up the dinner table. Um, Chewie in a cage or a cell of some sort. Vader seated in what we now know is his meditation chamber. But it, I don't know it for whatever reason. It reminded me of one of my mom's uh, pantyhose eggs. Look, if you're not old enough to know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to take the time to really explain it. It's just going to sound weird to you. Um, we see Chewie strangling Lando. So is Lando a bad guy? Luke hanging upside down in an ice cave with some creature's clawed hand in the foreground? So is this why he looked defeated earlier? Is this why his face was scarred? And we see Luke use the force to pull his lightsaber to his hand. So between Vader blocking Han's blaster bolts at the dinner table and Luke doing this uh, force pull, I guess we're calling it, we're getting all kinds of new force abilities. Then we see Lando and some uniformed dudes taking some stormtroopers into custody. So is this Lando a good guy? I'm so confused. Okay, there's some kind of door closing on R2-D2. Han putting his hand over 3PO's mouth and more narration. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds and we get quick shots of what we now know are the bounty hunters, or at least most of them. We saw, I think, Bosk, Forlom, and Zuckus. Ugnaughts working away on something. Uh, Luke on a Tauntaun. We didn't know it was a Tauntaun then. We just thought it was some kind of furry animal. Um, but it, now we know it was a Tauntaun. And then Lobot. We get Lobot. He's sitting with his eyes closed. And then his wireless beats by Dre go off and his eyes open. And that is so cool. But also, guess what? I think that's a deleted scene. Damn it. Luke in the back to tank, and we didn't know what this was at the time. He could very easily have been being tortured or something. Um, Han blasting the probe droid and it exploding. More from the narrator, Harrison Ford. Uh, a galactic odyssey against oppression. And then we see something very interesting. And it goes by really, really fast. But I want to stop and talk about this for just a second. We see... Um, C-3PO tearing a yellow and red warning label off of a door in Hoth. Now, this alludes to a scene that was cut from the movie. It dealt with a storyline that had to be removed for basically for time constraints. And here we go. There was a plot line where Wampas were burrowing their way into Echo Base and attacking the rebels. A lot of it was shot, but later scrapped for time and pacing, like I said, in the editing process. But one shot that was meant for this plotline was actually used in the film. And that shot uh, is where chunks of ice fall on R2-D2's little dome uh, when the Imperial walkers are approaching, right? That was actually uh, meant to be a wampa tunneling into the base. And at one point, rebels would trap a group of wampas in a room and close and lock the door and they would slap a warning label on it so that they all knew don't go in there because goddamn wampas, right? Then during the escape from Echo Base, 3PO rips the warning label off and we see a snow trooper open the door, a wampa arm comes out, grabs him and drags him in to uh, basically to his doom. 
it's just one of those funny little deleted scenes that, you know, you hear about, but rarely see proof of. Um, I find it kind of funny that uh, this this is actively in the trailer. Okay, next we see Han punching Lando with more of those uniformed dudes, Leia and Chewie, and they're all in that same cage cell thingy, which we we now know what's going on. But I, I still don't know, is is Lando a bad guy? Jesus, what a good guy, bad guy, what's happening? More Hoth battle scenes, and the last scene we get is more of the asteroid field chase that started the trailer, and one of the TIE fighters collides with an asteroid and spins wildly out of control, coming straight at the camera. The narrator says, A big new sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back, coming to your galaxy next summer. Then, um, the Star Wars logo explodes much like the New Hope trailer, and it's replaced with The Empire Strikes Back in a very 70s font, and Darth Vader's image kind of slides into the frame, and we hear his iconic breathing. The end. Uh, Oh man, what a rush. I couldn't wait to see this movie. This trailer left me with so many questions. What was the snow planet? Was Lando a goddamn good guy or a bad guy? How did Vader deflect those blaster bolts? And how do our heroes escape? Like, it seems like they're pretty much screwed. Time would certainly tell. Okay, that's enough out of me for today. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like the show, maybe tell a friend and leave a five-star review wherever you can. You can always interact with me on social media at The Force of Course on Instagram and Facebook. Please feel free to email me at theforceofcourse77 at gmail.com. This has been The Force of Course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. My name is Ted, and as always, play with your toys.